0: Hello and welcome to the PK Soccer Youth Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Kelshaw. In today's episode, I am joined by Greg McGar. Greg is a Northern Irish coach who resides in Fort Worth, Texas. Greg holds a UEFA B licence and USSFC licence, as well as the Bachelor of Arts in Sports Studies from the University of Central Lancashire. In today's episode, we talk about Greg's introduction into coaching, including time in England, Northern Ireland and the US. We also talk about Greg's move from New York to Texas and the formation of his new soccer club, Player Development First.
1: Hi, Greg. Thank you for joining me this morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Paul. Thanks very much for the opportunity to come on. I've listened to a lot of your, your episodes, so really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. First, if you give us a brief introduction, how you first got involved in coaching. Yes, so um, I guess I was about 17. Um, um, back in Belfast, I was playing for a club, uh, Glen Thorn. Um, and I'd actually got released and I was playing um, just, you know, men's leagues at that, at that time. And But I wasn't really playing at the level I wanted to play at. And um, so I, you know, I wanted to stay in the game. Uh, and one of my my friends, um, one of my OP teachers, uh, John Spence, had put me in touch with someone else at Glen Torrens Academy. Um, so I'd got involved, um, taking the, the 2001 age group alongside uh, Glen Quinn, another guy who was the, the head coach. I was sort of the assistant at that time. Um, but you know, Glen had he had three kids and a full time job, so I was kind of the one that had the time to um, you know run all the practices and. take uh, take all the sessions so um, that's how initially I got involved Um, from there and I I went to went to college Um, and when I was in I went to close to your neck of the woods I believe Paul um, University of Central Lancashire up in Preston.
0: Oh yeah well um, I do know that Central Lancashire is especially when I when I went to university it would have been Really, it was just a campus in Preston. Yeah, but now uh-huh. it's, I think it's like really expanded. I think it's everywhere. Yeah, like my uh, old college, uh, Burnley College, no uh-huh. longer, basically, no longer exists. Um, I only went there. It really, it was, it was H and D, H, and C. So it wasn't um, to get bachelors, but now it's uh-huh. all, it's all, all Central Lancashire campus. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: and when I was there, um, Paul, I um, I I, I done. Some soccer coaching, but I also um I done some i uh, I done my, like my athletics um like track and field England athletics track and field level one and I got involved in some like uh, um track and field coaching as well just volunteering um but again all stuff that kind of helped me later on in. You know, coaching out in the states where you know we'd learn how to, um, you know, assess someone's gait and like you know if they're over pronating or under pronating, you know, when they're running. So it was all stuff that was relevant. Um, and from there, um, I graduated in 2014. Um, but it's a funny old game. Whenever I actually, I was, I had a friend, Pete Carroll, who had went out with, um, GPS and Challenger and stuff, and, um, so I, you know, I always. You know heard great stories about the states um but I, I know he told me you know about like the homestay situation with those um, organizations and you know it wasn't really my cup of tea so i uh i, I looked up um noga actually um but whenever uh, you know i suppose i would have been in contact with you but i, I was waiting until i graduated to sort of go out and, and either do a summer or do a, a long stay sort of a visa um but uh, by the time I was graduating, I looked back online, and I think Noga had then been um, acquired or merged with UK Elite. Um, so as soon as I'd graduated, um, I came out with, with, with UK Elite in March of 2015. Um, and so I was, you know, I was, uh, I was placed with um, Larchmont um, and uh, Mamarnik, um, there were two separate clubs at the time, and they then merged. But I was positioned with, um, you know, Ben, Ben Scott, Ben Foster, Sam McCarthy, all um, ex Nova um, employees. Um, so really, you know, the second day in the states, um, I remember um you know you you, I remember having a bit of experience you know coaching back in uh, Ben Belfast and at university and stuff but you just seeing Tim Bradbury coach for the you know our second day in the orientation I was just kind of blown away you know and thinking back now to the stuff I was doing before I was just you know it was cringeworthy like some of the activities you were doing before you see you know how you know how, how good Tim was and and um so from there, you know like the whole year with with UK Elite. The first year, um, you know I was positioned in the summer out in Seattle, which is a great experience. Um, but for the for the club coaching was with um, LMFC. Uh, with well, that's ben interesting, that Scott.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting that you say that because um, I know when I first came to the US, it was I had known other coaches that had done similar. It was called MLS camps, but very similar mm-hmm. to a Challenger UK Elite, and. It, basically you saw a notice on the notice board in the university library, whereas, um, and that was your reason for choosing that company because they had a nicer poster or maybe you had a friend that you knew had done it. Whereas you have the beauty now of being able to um, do a bit more research, look at these companies online, um, kind of figure out where you want to work. So you would have definitely landed on your feet um, working with, ben foster and ben scott and simon in that uh, oh, westchester
1: area oh it was great, and and uh, although i was working with uh, with uk elite at the time you know and it was you know it was great um coach education um <laughs> of my first day coaching at um enlargement uh, and ramarnick uh ben scott had actually given me the uh the old Noga manual um you know the big thick one so you know we basically ran all our practices just you know out of there and used that as a basis um but you know working you know we just having the coach education with with tim you know and just the amount of stuff that you know just just getting exposed to like even just your freeze moments doing the you know review rehearse restart just having that as a basis um or like you know the gamification piece where you're you know just trying to to just make it more interesting and, and use it like a little video game almost um for the kids you know just to improve their engagement and their enjoyment like i just i stole all those little um and put my own spin on it all those little factors and um i'd really just seen how it improved my sessions you know um well then it is i know from experience as well that
0: it is competitive you're living with other coaches um you're working for a you know a larger company so it yep. can be quite competitive and people comparing themselves against each other but there are people like Ben that um are there to help they want to make sure that no one does sink but no, like i said it is somewhat the beauty of it though and i've mentioned this before that you do get any kind of you know british or irish coach that comes to the us get you get thrown in the deep end definitely do absolutely. like you can get you get off the plane and then it is literally that it can in some instances it can be that evening that you're uh that you're, oh, on, yeah, the you're on the field even if you well. might not technically be be coaching you'll be watching someone i definitely know from my own experience the next day you're you get in a car with another coach and you're going to uh oh, help
1: out in quotations yeah. <laughs> and then next thing you know you're running you're doing a full day's work and absolutely well i remember just feeling you know a little bit daunting, you know, when when you think about the coaching I was doing before, it was it was muppetry compared to what you what you seen. Um, whenever the first day at staff training, you know, I remember Alan O'Keefe running a session, and Barry Beatty, and 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 obviously Tim was 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 leading it, and just being, you know, it was kind of daunting to see how great these coaches were. They've had many hours on the field, you know, when and, and um running great sessions, and um. And then I remember being selected to, to do one of the first sessions you know, for the new staff coming out. And, you know, I remember being up there maybe one o'clock in the morning planning a session because, you know, I just knew that, you know, the environment within the coach's house, if, uh, you know, if you, if you got a coaching point wrong or something, the activity or the space wasn't quite right, you know, you'd have been the talk of uh, the coach's houses for the next few days. So, um, you know, you wanted to make sure it was, it was on point. But that is another way of, um
0: I think laugh about it all we want, but it is one where you definitely got to get it's definitely going to help you improve if you step oh, up absolutely. and, you know, do it in front of your peers or in front of. um Yeah, in front of those other coaches, it really it does make you step up and. Um, working for companies like that, it. They give you that that you don't get if you're independent. It's difficult oh, sure. to uh uh-huh. and especially and we were talking a little bit briefly about it off air was the those staff training days, like doing training during the day, you try and do to do that with um independent coaches. Now it
1: very difficult extremely, extremely difficult. Difficult, I know, you know people are going to yeah. it was just awesome to be just to, to come out to the states that in that, that first year they get so many hours on the field and they'd be exposed to coaches like Tim Bradbury where you know just you know you maybe be if it was up in bridgeport you'd be you know on the on the road at um, seven o'clock in the morning to beat the traffic to get up there um but and then the way back you'd just be dissecting the whole the, the whole session you know and um it really it, it helped me out along as well with just coaching some of the really young kids, you know, some of the, some of the sessions that Tim would put on, where it would be, you know, I remember like a star Wars theme where the kids had to try and like, you know, get points, get metachlorians and all. And I just, you know, it was a, you know I just thought it was all amazing. And, um, from, from that first year was just completely, you know, uh, give me a great basis for building improvement coaching. And from there, then the next year, um, it was a bit of visa issues with, with the company. So uh, we didn't actually get out until the summer, but um, prior to that, I had went out and done um, six weeks coaching in South Korea with a company. Um, actually one of my friends had tagged me in a post on Twitter um, about an opportunity to coach in South Korea. So I went out there for a bit. Um, and it was interesting coaching with uh it was in, in English-speaking school. Well, they weren't English-speaking, but they, 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 they wanted to expose the kids to, you know, English coaching. And um, I've been running a session where an interpreter would be. You know, I would be coaching, and the interpreter would be telling the kids what I was saying. But I mean, with my accent, I think the interpreter needed needed yeah. subtitles as well, you know. Um, but what what I really got out of that experience was just, um, you know, although kids. You know, they didn't know the coaching points you were saying, but I would just do demos and really um, put a lot of, you know, um, emphasis on the demos and getting, good, you know, some of the more technical players to be able to perform the skills or show them the activities. Um, and I I, f- I feel like now I still, you know, make sure that, you know, I really put an awful lot of emphasis on the on the rehearsal piece um, when you're doing freeze moments or just coaching in general. Um, so there was that. But then we, we ended up come back out again with U that summer. So um from there then I went on to um ATSC the year after. I'd met my wife in twenty sixteen, um, another wife. Um, so you know, I, I'd wanted it to be, you know, sort of based in that um Westchester, New York City area. Yeah. Uh, ATSE, we working working in, in those areas then. So another great experience, again similar, we're living with other coaches um, in there. And uh, at some point that year, I was invited to go and um, coach at the Seals University camp with um, NCE uh, with yeah. John Curtis, and um, so it's just a you know another fantastic experience coaching that caliber of player you know um you know all, all players that played in clubs and were coming there for some supplemental training but it was just a fantastic program just seeing how, how you know the level of coaching and the environment that john created was was fantastic and i ended up later down the line going in and working on a part-time basis with him um which is a you know it was it was great down in new jersey and um westchester locations um So then then at what point,
0: was there a point then when you then solely worked for
1: um, LMFC? Yes. So um, again, uh, I I went back home then at the end of 2017 working for ATSC. I went back home and um, I was in, you know, I was talking with Ben and and Ben actually brought me out on a visa um, to work solely for, for him and LMFC and Foster Soccer. Um, so, I would do a lot of during the day, I would do a lot of the younger kids, pre Ks, kindergartens, um, first grade sessions. And then I would coach my teams, um, you know, afternoon and evening um, with LMFC. Well, what I um,
0: like about then, what you just said, uh, working for Nolga, and then if it, uh, and I'm sure it was similar for UK Elite, was they teach you to, oh, they help you work with all different ages. And- Absolutely. And I think that's um not saying that everyone has to be an all-rounder, but it if you want to make um a, a career, I find if you want to make a career and you're not coming from a um substantial playing background, then you and you want to make this a bit um a business and a livelihood. I think any any coach and any player that's in front of you should have enthusiasm and wanna want to coach and I know that both dens are like that um and and it gives you that opportunity that you're not afraid to do that or too big-headed to not want to do that but also what I um did like was even though you had gone and worked for all these different companies uh back and forth which you sometimes can't get around the the visa scenarios sure you you didn't burn any bridges so the fact that you're able to 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 uh to come back and then to go back you kept well, those I, relationships and absolutely could
1: come and work you know come back full time and work for LMFC. Well I was very, very lucky when when I first came out with UK Elite that I was positioned where I was, you know, with with Ben, Ben Scott and Ben Foster, who are two of my real good friends now. Um you know, that I was positioned there. I had the whole year with them, with, with LMSC. And then, you know, they get the opportunity to come back out with, with Ben Foster was just, you know, it was, it was incredible. Um, and I'd spent a couple of years there then after that, um, before, before the move to Texas. A little bit then about that move to, to Texas, how that come about and and what it was like uh, once you got to Texas. Yes. Um, so, my, my wife is from Fort Worth, Texas, uh, Natalie um, so I guess just the, you know how relationships go you, you, you know, maybe you think about starting a family and her family are all down here so um, we're we just we, we wanted to come down um, f- partly for that reason um, so it was basically 2020 uh, the start of 2020 when we had first moved down um, so you know, not a great time to come down with the start of the pandemic and stuff so Um, whenever I first got down here I had set up my own um, LLC just kind of trying to follow in the footsteps of you know role models that I had Ben Foster, Ben Scott who had their own you know coaching business and doing pre-Ks and I thought there was maybe a a room for for a business to grow there Um, but obviously it was very difficult to get started with you know all the preschools and kindergartens were kind of separating pods at that point um so i've done a lot of you know i've done a couple of classes uh in that regard but um i'd also um i'd found a, a great club evolution um who had started doing some um some sessions with and ended up going on full time with with those guys um at the end of 2020 um, how do you find
0: it- out about that
1: evolution so um, I just, I'd found, I'd, I'd seen them online um, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of Irish coaches. There was a connection. One of my friends, Sean up in New York had done his C license with um, one of the directors of coaching. So um, there was a connection there. Uh, and they really gave me a great lay, lay of the land in North Texas soccer. Um, you know, Just all the leagues, um, all the, you know, locations you'd play at the other clubs around the area. Um, so it was a, it was a great experience, but, one of my dreams was always maybe it was um you know that you know Ben Foster and Ben Scott had sort of set up their own clubs and um Simon Bain I sorry their own training um the training businesses uh Simon Bain I remember had set up his own club and it just something that really interests me about setting up something on my own and and really just trying to grow something from the ground up I've always been interested in business and that and um so that was always on my mind that I wanted to do that um so I was planning to see out the whole. That sort of the soccer year as such, um, you know, July first through to the end of May, but um, an opportunity arose, uh, you know, with uh, with sponsors, to to set up um my my own club earlier, um, and I I wanted to go for it, you know, I felt I felt like the time was right, um, to to build it and to, to, to start it, and so we're called um Player Development First Soccer Club PD One Soccer Club um so we've we've just started here in 2022 uh so we're just we're in the initial phases this is going to be our inaugural year uh our inaugural season here in the spring um where we're um we're, we're getting started um so we've you know we've created like a a player uh, a playing model um we've created like a club way terminology we're just trying to do you know uh, make it really about the players. Every player that comes to us, we want to really make sure that it's like a, um, they're a project for us. And, um, you know, that we're, we're, we're putting the players development at the forefront of our coaching and everything we do, you know, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here, but we, you know, we're, we're trying to ensure that, you know, we're a, a lot of the environment that I've been involved in in North Texas has been sort of win at all cost culture. Um, we want winning to be the byproduct of us, you know, implementing a developmental style of play um, and ethos across the club. So who's the club for? Is it for all different levels and abilities? We're, we're gonna be um, a select club. Um, so we're we're gonna play in, in select leagues and academy leagues across North Texas. Um, so yeah, we're we're we're, we're tearing it more towards players that are are wanting to get involved in in, in club playing. Um, and then one thing I was, should
0: have really mentioned this earlier. I know that the um, the UEFA coaching licenses with mm-hmm. the Northern Irish Football Association have are become very popular for yes. not, not just coaches from within Northern Ireland, but there's been um, a number of U.S.-based coaches traveling to, to Belfast to gain those licenses. Yes. Um, you had done similar. So you were, had done a B license with uh. Yes. With the so, uh, Northern
1: Irish Football Association. So I actually done my B license with uh, the Welsh FA, um, oh, yeah. and it was through um, it was through UK Elite, um, but before coming out to the States, I'd done my, my level one and level two, um, and then I guess just being immersed in that environment, uh, with UK Elite at the start and Tim running the, you know, I'd done my E license, I'd done my advanced national, um, and from there at the end of that year, um. You know, the UK, there was a core group of UK elite staff that we're going through in like an intensive course where we just spent like eight days and we would, um, we went through basically the whole course in eight days, um, which, you know, has its, um, advantages time-wise, but disadvantages probably for, um, you know, the, the learning aspect of it, you know, it was very, very rushed would be, would be there in, um, in Cardiff from 8 a.m. Till one p.m. in the classroom, and then from one p.m. to eight p.m. would be out on the on the turf, you know. So for you know eight days, so it was very um, very rushed. But um, we, we, I got got the license, um, got through all the content, and you know what, it was a great course. Um, but I, since I've been to the states, you know, following you know Ben Scott was in a similar situation where we we'd done the B license, but we you know we wanted to um. We wanted to get you know on the ladder with our, our USSF licenses. And uh I don't know if there's a pathway really where you can kind of jump ahead anymore. Um and Ben was he had enrolled on his D license. And I said, well, I'd rather do it with with you know, you know at the same time, we can maybe share share an Airbnb or something. So I went and done my B license or sorry, my D license with um with Ben, um Chris and uh and Ian Wing uh down in um Virginia. Uh, and then from there, then I went and done my C license then last year, in a blended learning course. Um, so I've embarked upon the, the USSF licenses as well, and uh, hope to do my. I'm going to apply for the B at some point this year. Um, but just trying to you know um, do as much coach education as possible. But with PD one, and um, you know I, I want to make sure that all our coaches, you know, if we, when we scale, that we uh, we're at least doing a. Continuing our education, at least even one course every year. So, for us uh, this year, I'm planning on doing the uh, Tovo um, course. Okay. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna enroll on that. And last year I'd done the uh, the La Liga course, um, US with US soccer. So that was interesting as well. Um, well, I suppose it's good then for anyone that's um, interested in their child joining
0: PD one that and uh, they know that you've, I suppose then you've coached in three different continents and you're experiencing now um, coach education from the Welsh FA, from, from Barcelona or from Spain with Tovo and then uh, obviously the US-based stuff. So I think that um, having the um, learning from a variety of different people and then again, you periodically keep mentioning Ben, but it's, it's amazing to have that like somewhat of a mentor or a support group behind you. And no, absolutely. Your, your list is, you know, you're just talking there now you got an opportunity in Texas where based on really a friend of a friend had recommended that they yep. met someone on a coaching course. And I've said this before, these are some of the most invaluable things from, that you can take from the coaching course. It's not just the education, it's the people that you, that you meet. And, um, I think I'd spoke to to Ben about this, um, whether this happened or or not, but the idea of, um, having a group of you rent out an Airbnb and have, um, you know, obviously it's also the social aspect, but being able to like have a round table and bounce ideas off each other, is. um, I don't know if that's a common thing for people to do, but I do know from my own experience where you do the course and you're on the field until uh, eight, nine o'clock at night, yeah. you've got to be back on at seven and it is, you think, Oh, well, I got to find somewhere to stay. Um, Absolutely. And you're, yeah. you're driving around trying to find um, someone that will chip in for a, a motel room. So um, sure. you don't have to drive back
1: somewhere. <laughs> so those yeah. um no, it was fantastic, Paul. So it was, and and do you know what, it took me back to even you know initially coming out of the states and being in those coaching houses where it's kind of like a an all-consuming environment where you're you know you're on the fields coaching and then you come back home and you've got you've got you know. Um, other coaches there you can bounce off how your session went or you know what do you think about this activity or um, what did you make of that session you know so it was it was great just the whole experience just uh, and it's something I would probably like to do again in the future Um, although we're all kind of we're at different locations now we're not all up in New York anymore so it's you know maybe a bit more a bit more challenging to organize but um, no it was fantastic being in in, in that that coaching house and we've done the that was the D license we've done um, but you're right about the networking piece, um, even just being on the C-license there, although most of it was uh, was blended learning, um, and we've done a lot of the activities via Zoom. Um, there's been times since where, um, working in North Texas, where I've came up against some of the guys who were on the course, you know, on the sidelines, you know, and we've had a good chat or um, another couple of coaches that uh, some have actually reached out to me about, um, you know, maybe doing some work part-time, even when, when our club scales. So, um, it, it's just an incredible, um, networking opportunities, those courses. So what those courses. does the, what does the spring season look like for
0: for PD one and yourself?
1: Yep. So we've got, um, we've got, um, a 2013 girls team, um, that we're, 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 um, we're, we're going to enter them into two leagues. Um, so we're going to get them playing as much as possible, and you know, just to try and get the name out there as such. Um, but also, um, we're going to do a lot of recruiting over the over the, um, the next few few months. Um, we really want to build the uh, the academy side first. So we really want to get you know sort of the nuts and bolts of of the club set up, you know, and the foundations where we can, you know, have the 2015s, 2014s coming in and creating some 4v4 teams, all those and, and get sort of the foundations right. Um and then, you know, hopefully we'll have opportunities for some select teams come come the summer. Um so we're just we're just really trying to, you know, recruit um and uh we we've rented a, a great location um in South Lake, you know, a nice turf field. So we're really just trying to make sure the environment is right. Just you know, with a name like player development first, you know, you've got to make sure that the environment and the, you know, um, is going to be suitable for, you know, the cater to that, for that environment. Um, for, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, all our products, even like the, the soccer balls are, you know, they're, they're good quality. Um, and we've got, um, so we've got two, the the 2013 teams. They'll be in they'll be in two leagues, and we've got two nights practicing. Um, one idea that we have for the club um, we actually kind of got it off from one of my friends Owen, who works up in um, Chicago with uh, Liverpool um, International Academy, is uh, is like a pool training day. Um, so we'd love to have you know our you know my sets on Monday, and Wednesday practice, but on Fridays we'd love to you know invite multiple age groups at the club to um to play you know so maybe the 13s will play down with the 14s 14s get a chance to play up um and just a good bio banding experience where kids can you know uh you know get some success playing against you know younger players but also the younger players get the physicality aspect of playing up um so we want to try and introduce that in um sometime as we scale uh, well i do
0: know from um from talking to other northern Irish coaches that that can be how that those clubs that that you'd played for it as like as a teenager they have like a community feel they're like a real club and i think Absolutely. this is a um a good way to do things as well because it's so easy for a club just to be individual teams wearing the same kit whereas Absolutely. if you can then um start to link your your training sessions together yep. or the players and give it that kind of um an identity. That's what I'm trying to say. That's obviously that's a huge thing, not just for like player development, but for club development. For clubs. Also absolutely. help with the pet par- on the parent side as well. Um, if if they feel that they belong to something and that there's um there is a a pathway to oh, for development. That's a
1: huge thing. One thing that we've done um, even before a ball was kicked with PD1 is, um, you know, I spent uh, December just writing up um, like a, a playing model um, where, you know, in its simplest form, you know, PD1's playing models was going to be to dominate possession of the ball with, you know, through 1v1s, through a short, short pass and style of play, moving the ball through um, the thirds of the field Um So, you know, that's going to be our game model, our our club player objective. We've just, we've got, you know, we want to develop strong technical foundations for all our players and intelligent technical players with them or without the ball, where they're, you know, they're just resilient and they're hardworking. Um, And as a team objective, we just want to create teams that exhibit, you know, the behaviors that are, you know, consistent with our club culture, hardworking, organized, respectful. Um, Well, well, it
0: seems like very exciting um uh-huh. greg it was really interesting to learn a little bit more about you and your move to texas and player development for a soccer club and i
1: wish you all the best for the 2022 season thank you very much paul for the opportunity to come on really appreciate it mate. thank you
0: thank you for listening to the pk soccer podcast don't
1: forget that you can follow me on
0: twitter at Paul Kelshaw, Instagram at Paul Kelshaw, like my Facebook page at PK Soccer Inc or send an email paulkelshaw at pksoccer.org. I would also be grateful if you could give the podcast a review and a rating and share with your fellow coaches and friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.